coming to you from our new home at DynastyLeagueFootball.com and a DLF family of podcasts, we are the Superflex Super Show. We talk QB values, Superflex strategies, evaluate and debate Superflex trades, plus our own twist on Superflex team management with exercises like Tinderflex, Super 6, and You Are Nuts. So when you're done with this awesome DLF podcast, find us on Twitter at Superflex Show and join us in the discussion of the fastest growing format in all of fantasy football, Superflex, on the Superflex Super Show. listening to the DLF Dynasty Podcast, where there is no off-season. Welcome to the first official off-season edition of the DLF Dynasty Podcast. I'm Dan. That's Matt. Over there is Ryan. Guys, the Super Bowl was fun, but the 2019 season is officially in the books. We're going to move on to 2020, at least full-time, fellas. Before we get into what we really want to talk about this week, which is some quarterback tiers, we're going to, we we did this last year where we tried to come up with some consensus tiers at each position. We're going to start that series this week and roll through all the positions over the next month, which will get us really perfect timing, as Ryan was telling us before the episode, guys. That'll lead us right into the combine and we can really start digging into these rookies. But before we get to any of that stuff, we got some openings in the DLF listener league. There's going to be a dispersal auction and Matt has more on how you can be one of those guys or gals that could be competing against Ryan, Matt or myself. Yeah, guys, if you're going to be picking up an orphan this team, this league uh, season anyway for 2020, you might as well do it over at safeleaguesfantasy.com slash orphans, where our buddy Scott Fish is the commission of 800 and something leagues. So you know you're getting a quality product. You know you're getting a responsive commissioner that's going to do a good job. And when you do that, when you claim your team, go ahead and use code DYNASTY, D-Y-N-A-S-T-Y. You'll get something for it. And uh, you'll also get a chance to compete against Dan, Ryan, and myself in our listener league. We already have a handful of people that have signed up using that code. And uh, we actually need to for you guys to reach out to us on Twitter so that we know how to find you. We have your names, but we don't really have any contact information for you. So when you do that, if you use that code, uh, D-Y-N-A-S-T-Y, please reach out to us to let us know that you did sign up uh, with a league using our code. Uh, so that we can get you in that drawing for the listener league. Um, and then one quick note, I did want to, I know we don't really talk about the Super Bowl, but I do want to do a giant thank you to everybody that participated in my Super Bowl Squares for Australia contest. It was a success, and we initially sent 500 bucks to to a nonprofit over there that has completely volunteer-run saving Australian wildlife. And uh, Andy Barons, he actually took the, the big pot, $250 for the fourth quarter win, and he he sent it back to me to donate to them. So we actually sent 750 American over 1100 in Australian dollars uh, to this, this volunteer nonprofit shelter. So thank you so much, Andy Barons. And thank you to all of you guys that participated. Yeah, really everybody that participated, it goes to a great cause. Uh, and it's a lot of fun to watch those scores and, and see how they roll out. Good tip of the cap to Andy. Of course, as Matt mentioned there, we have had quite a few already get in, but the odds are good. If you go sign up for one of those safe leagues, one of those orphans, 
you get a pretty, we have three openings. So there's a pretty good chance we could draw your name out. As Matt said, just reach out to any of us on the podcast on Twitter at, you can check me out at dmiler22. Go mention it to Matt at mpriceff of, or of course, Ryan McDowell at RyanMC23. So like we mentioned earlier, guys, we're going to do these consensus quarterback tiers. We're going to start at the top, obviously. Um, and as we kind of work our way through all these all these tiers, we're going to try to try to come up with this consensus, try to try to place each guy in the right place. It's really an interesting time of the year to do this because we have these incoming rookies coming. There are free agents that are available on the market. We're not sure where those guys are going to be playing, but to, to gauge for trade talks and uh, for, for really when these rookies do get, do pop into to our rankings, it, it's a really good exercise to go through uh, to try to set these tiers. So let's start at the top, guys. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start it off. I had Lamar Jackson followed by Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson as the top three. You guys, pretty it was pretty much a consensus. Ryan, you, you listed Jackson, Mahomes, and Watson. Matt, you did the same. Uh, so it's a clean sweep. Those three, I don't think we have to spend a whole lot of time on these play these three players outside of saying there's a pretty big tear break between the three of them, right? Yeah, there definitely is. I'm not sure which one of you jumped in and and messed with my rankings, but I do have I still have Mahomes as QB one and Dynasty Jackson as QB two. So, uh, but I'll defer to the two of you who have Lamar as as the quarterback one. But but going back to your question, Dan, I, certainly and obviously a huge gap between uh, these three guys and, and everybody else. Um, and, and it's just a matter of who could, who could maybe crack this top three group. Yeah. It's a matter of who can crack it, but you know, these guys, and we're going to talk about them here in a minute, Matt, these guys in tier two and three and beyond, they have a ways to go to get up here with these elite young signal callers. Yeah, they definitely do. And I, I did for a brief moment, flirt with putting Jackson Mahomes in there in the top tier by themselves with and Watson in a tier two by by himself. Uh but I think I think they're mostly interchangeable. I think we're looking at the the three guys that are you know maybe not a hundred percent lock, but the guys that are have the most certainty of finishing as top five quarterbacks and and certainly the three that have the the ability to finish as the quarterback one overall, like we've saw with Jackson and Mahomes uh, the last two seasons. I think Watson, to, you know, I think he can do it in, in any any given year, really. Bill O'Brien, I think maybe hey, holding him back a little bit, but uh, those three are certainly the 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 three elite options there. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head there, Matt, when you when you said these are the guys that we expect to be in the top five, and these are the guys that we expect the number one quarterback and the guy that can carry your fantasy roster to come out of this group of three guys. So let's move on to tier two. I think that's firmly established. I, I doubt we have a whole lot of listeners that want to throw any other names into that group of three at the top, but Ryan, who's who's the closest of all the other quarterbacks that are out there? Who's the closest to jumping into tier one? I think the closest and maybe a projection of who might are, are probably two different things. Uh, the closest is probably Dak Prescott. We've seen him uh, finish as a QB one in uh, every season he's been in the league. If we are assuming he's staying in Dallas, which maybe is not safe, but lots of questions for the Cowboys. But if he's in Dallas, if Amari's in Dallas, we know he has elite weapons. Um, so he's probably the closest based on 
based on production that we've seen the past couple of years. But if I'm picking one that I think could could make that jump next year, it would be Kyler Murray. Yeah, I tend to agree. And and when I put up put together my rankings, I really struggled with this tier two and tier three break. What what I really wanted to do was put Jackson, Mahomes, and Watson at the top and then just completely skip tier two because of that that gap that we talked about. I ended up just putting Kyler Murray in the in there for the reason that you mentioned there, Ryan. It feels like if there's a guy that can make the entire leap all the way up. It's Kyler, and I'm not 100% convinced that any of the the next four or five guys have the ability to do that anytime soon. Matt, what's your thoughts on who could be the next guy to jump into that tier? I mean, I think both of you guys are right. I think Murray is is certainly likely to do so, especially if he comes out and has like has a year or two kind of like Lamar Jackson did. I don't think he has necessarily as high of rushing upside as Jackson is, mostly because they're not going to give him that many design runs. Right. Uh, Prescott, I think, you know, he's proven time and time again that he's an absolute quarterback one. And and I think he's just maybe the safest of this group. Uh, both based on what we've seen him do on the field and from an age standpoint, you know, he's not quite as old as, as this other guy, Russell Wilson, that Ryan and I also have in this tier two, but I think Wilson, you know, I think he, you know, he is just as much of a shot to, to jump into that top five every single year based on his rushing ability. I know they don't let him do it as much. I know they also don't let him, you know, throw the ball necessarily as much as they should. Uh, despite being one of the most accurate deep passers in the league, most one of the most efficient passers in the league. Um, but remember, we have to remember again, I think I talked about this last week, we, we care more about passing efficiency than passing volume in fantasy football. And Russell Wilson has proven that he is one of the, if not the most efficient uh, passer from, from a volume standpoint in, in the entire league. So uh, I think any of these three guys really could be up there in any given season. But based on from a dynasty standpoint, I think you're right. It is Kyler Murray, probably number one and Dak number two. Ryan, you may have been kind of nudging towards this, but when you talked about who's the most likely and and who who could and and who should become that that next guy uh, into into tier one, but it, it felt like as I was doing these tiers, I thought a lot about trade value, but trade value is a little bit different than like startup value, and trade value is different than overall feel for for um a group of players in in a specific tier and and this is where we probably or at least I differed from you guys the most because the two of you put Murray and Prescott and Wilson in this tier and and I left only Kyler in the tier deferring Russ and and Dak to that third tier with a group of other rece- or or quarterbacks so i guess my question for you Ryan is if if you're if you're considering trade value and you're moving within this tier and it it seems like when you put Murray Prescott and Wilson together you're willing to jump around in the tier if it if, if you're able to add another player i on the other hand if i'm getting kyler i'd gladly trade one of those other two players yeah and i think that's that's a really good point it's one reason i i really enjoy these shows and and doing other shows like them i i, I found myself last year when we did these you know, they, they challenge you to really think about how you value the player. And every time, every week we did one, I would go change my rankings and I, I see I'm going to have to do that again. Uh, going back to Matt's point in tier one, maybe Watson does belong, belong in his own tier because like you're saying, Dan, if, if you've got three players within a tier, to me, that means you're valuing them relatively equally. Uh, any given day, they might be in, in a different order. And that's not going to be the case with with Watson along with the other two. It's not going to be the case with Prescott and Wilson 
compared to Kyler Murray. So you've sold me. It, I, I think it might be Mahomes, uh, Mahomes and Jackson tier one, Watson in tier two, and, and Kyler in tier three, but he's really close to Watson for me. Yeah, I think you're making a compelling argument there that it should be Jackson and Mahomes at the top with Watson and Kyler potentially in tier two and then and then just save back Dak and, and Russ for tier three to go along with some other wide receivers. Matt, what are your thoughts on something like that? I just think it it depends on how you're using these tiers, right? Like, it, like speaking from an auction standpoint, you know, if I'm trying to get the cheapest guy in a tier, then I don't mind if, if I can get Watson for, you know, three to 5% cheaper than Jackson Mahomes. I I'm happy to take that discount and just take Watson. So I think it, I think it really depends on how you are, are using the tiers and for what purpose you're using them for, which is like you said, I think different than a startup different in for trade value. So, you know, maybe the real exercise here is to have a different set of tiers for, for each of these purposes. Yeah, perhaps it is, you know, we're trying to con- come up with a consensus here. And and it seems like we all have Kyler in this second tier. Are we going to just completely push push to the side the thought of moving Watson down along with Kyler? Or do we want to come up with, with uh, a group here at two with those three guys in tier one? If I had to pick, I'd be okay maybe dumping Russ out of there. But I think I, I would like to stick with Prescott and Murray personally. Ryan? I'm I'm still liking the idea of making that second tier Watson uh, and, <laughs> and potentially Kyler Murray as well. I'm I'm okay with that. I'll I'll relent here and fight a different battle somewhere uh, you, else. You you said that it was you that made no, that no. point. No, I yeah, that's what I said. I, yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I flirted with that idea for sure. So I'm okay with it. I just so, know that when I go and update my rankings, or if I go and look at a trade, or if I'm considering a draft pick in a mock or in a real league. I'm never considering Watson versus the other two. I, I could, I can see a flip flop yeah. between Jackson and Mahomes. I, I, I just haven't, and and Watson could change that next year certainly. But based on what we've seen so far, I, I'm never putting Watson ahead of the other two. So why is he in the same tier? You, you've convinced me, and now you're backing off. <laughs> that's that's well, really how I feel as well. And and maybe we're giving a little bit too much credit credit to Kyler to involve him in the same tier and, and just have those two players alone, uh, Watson and Kyler Murray at two. I, I can see the argument, of course, for Prescott and Wilson to be grouped together, but it feels like if you add too many players here, there's just too wide of a range to me. See, see, I'm I'm going the other way with this second tier uh, proposed here, Watson and Kyler. Like, I'm never trading Watson for Kyler ever. Like I would, I would rather have Watson over Kyler every every single time, ten times out of ten. Unless, like again, like I were talking about in a startup situation where Kyler is going to cost me, you know, some percentage amount less than an option, or maybe a couple of rounds in a, in a startup draft. That I mean, in that scenario, then I could certainly see it. But from from a trade standpoint, I'm never going to trade Watson straight up for Kyler ever. See, I I could see a secondary piece being strong enough along with Kyler for me to make the switch there. Ryan, your thoughts? I kind of agree with both of you, but if we're talking about a secondary piece, then maybe they don't belong in the same tier. Wow, we're going to have a lot of trouble. (laughs) It seems like we are consensusly (laughs) saying uh, Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes belong in tier one. I feel they're interchangeable. I feel they're pretty interchangeable. Agreed. I think I can speak for Ryan to say he does as well. 
Watson appears to be in a tier by himself then. Maybe they both are. Maybe both Watson and Kyler are individual tiers. And Kyler moves down to three. Now, I was coming into this saying, this podcast, I mean, saying I could be nudged off of having Kyler by himself because originally I had Jackson, Mahomes, and Watson at one. And then in tier two, it was Kyler by himself. Now, I don't think there's a huge difference between Murray and Prescott and then Kyler himself. The, the feel I had was there is never a situation where I feel really comfortable about swapping Kyler for one of those guys. And if and if that's the deal, if, if I have Wilson and somebody floats Kyler, I'd, I'd give up quite a bit more to, to make that move. So that was the argument for me keeping Kyler by himself. If you guys feel strongly, though, that Murray and Prescott, or excuse me, Wilson and Prescott should be involved with Kyler in tier three, I'd like to hear the case. I think you have to be careful because this this conversation could lead to 20 different tiers. <laughs> and, and that doesn't really help anybody. No. But I do think, I think nitpicking between one and two or seven and eight doesn't really have much value uh, to to listeners, to readers, to anyone, uh, or, or even to us ourselves through through this process. To me, I think the tiers are really the most important thing. And the order within the tiers is is less important. I'm on board with you. If I'm looking Kyler versus these other names, Prescott, Russell Wilson, uh, some of the other guys we haven't even mentioned yet, I'm not considering those at all versus him. I think Murray is closer to Watson than he is to any of those. So I'm fine with having him in his own tier. And I think we're going to get a tier of actually three or four or five players very soon. Yeah, I, I think the granulation here with these individual and maybe two or three player tiers are, are going to be much more prevalent at the top where we're kind of nitpicking here and there. And once we get into these, you know, four five, six tiers, I think we're going to have a lot more names in there. I still, I, I still have Prescott one notch ahead of Kyler in my rankings. I think he belongs in the same tier with them, but it sounds like you guys would, would never take Prescott over Kyler. So I'm, I'm okay with being outvoted on this one. All right. So the consensus now, Jackson and Mahomes at one, Watson by himself in tier two, and then Kyler Murray all by himself in tier three. Like Ryan said there, we have a lot of quarterbacks to talk about. And, and also, like he said, just listing them in order one tier at a time isn't going to do anybody any good. So it is time to make a tier a little bit bigger, at least. And I think we're saying, I'm, I'm I'm safe to say that this one will be quite a bit bigger. This is going to be tier four. And after it, it seems like it's a, it's a given that we need to add Dak and we need to add Russell Wilson to tier four. So Matt, who's the next guy that needs to jump into that group? Well, I feel like we're going to have a little bit of an argument here because I still have Rogers as the next guy after Prescott and Wilson. Um, and I can certainly see the argument for having him lower than that. But it gets into a comfort factor. I think once you get past Rodgers and say what you will about him, I know he didn't have a great season from a fantasy standpoint, but I still believe he is a elite talent at the position and year two and and the first system will will be good for him. You know, we may, we never we may never see that uh, those uh, consistent elite performances from him ever again, just based on what that offense wants to do and the weapons currently in it. But after you get past Rodgers, I just think there's so many more question marks. Wentz, you know, he was the, the 101 at a quarterback, you know, several years ago in his MVP season. Josh Allen, I think, is still pretty inconsistent, but can still, you know, obviously score a lot of points for you with his legs. Goff, we've seen up and down seasons the whole time. Same with Baker. And then I still have Cam up here in that tier, too. Uh, 
but I know that's a lot higher than most people do. I just still believe in him. So I do think Rogers has to go in that tier with those two guys. And, you know, I think Rogers, Prescott and Wilson for me are all fairly similar. I do have Prescott and Wilson ahead of Rogers, but after, like I said, after Rogers, those next guys aren't in the same, at the same level for me. Okay. That's a lot to, to unpack there. <laughs> uh, and, and the Rogers conversation is going to be a good one, but let's reserve that for just a moment. Myself, I had with, along with Russ and Dak in the same tier, I only had three other quarterbacks and that was Carson Wentz, Baker Mayfield and Josh Allen. And, and a lot of that is probably due to their age there. You get the youth and, and you buy back some of the years, something you talk about regularly, Matt. It felt to me that Rogers, because of another year and, and maybe Cam follows along these lines with his injuries as well, who you mentioned there, it felt like a tear break deserve to be here because of the youth in this group and and including Russ in that there's a little bit of a question because he is a couple years older than the rest of the group but Russ, Dak, Wentz, Mayfield and Allen all have shown the ability to be consistent quarterback ones when they're all on the field which could be said about Rodgers and Newton as well but they don't have that advanced age that we talk about with A-Rod and Camp. Ryan your thoughts on this group to who as to who to include along with Russell Wilson and Dak Prescott. I think I'm on board with you, Dan, uh, that this is a tier of five Prescott and Wilson. We certainly agree on. I think that's the order for those two. Um, Wentz is very close behind those guys, in my opinion. And then I'm, I'm on board with having Allen and Mayfield in that tier as well. I do have Rogers, uh, Aaron Rodgers in that same tier with, uh, with those players I mentioned but uh, I, I could honestly go either way on him. I'm going to let you Packers fans find it out to see if he belongs in tier four or tier five. So I guess that's, that's Ryan just staying like real firmly on the fence there, Matt. <laughs> we get to, we get to battle this one out. And I, and I, as a Packer fan and a big Aaron Rodgers fan, I, I don't want to be anti Aaron Rodgers. I, I, you know, you try to put the da- dynasty cap on the owner cap. And if I were in these trade negotiations, what would it take? Now I would gladly move from, from Wentz to Aaron Rodgers in the right deal, but doesn't that feel like you'd be, or especially if you were talking about Russ and Dak, one of those guys to Aaron Rodgers, you would need a significant piece to make that move. Wouldn't you, Matt? I think, uh, I don't know about, I don't know how significant a piece, but you know, a decent piece. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm okay moving him down in the next year if we really have to, but I still more feel more comfortable. And, and I guess, I guess the preface I'd say is that I'm pretty much always speaking from a, a competing standpoint because that's, I feel like I'm always competing. Uh, I feel like we're all always competing. Right. So in that wow. situation, <laughs> I, well, let's just say it. <laughs> Anyway, I'm, I'm going to leave that. Nice. I'm going to leave that. I'm going to leave that comment there. Uh, but I, I like from that standpoint, like I trust Rogers way more than I trust uh, Mayfield for sure. And I'm and this is a kind of a tangential conversation, I guess. But I'm a little bit surprised that you guys ha- have Mayfield above Goff, to be honest with you. Yeah, Goff is a guy that we have to talk about for sure, and he's he's an interesting uh, topic, no doubt, considering the offense he's in. And and you know, if you're going by this youth movement, and which which I just spoke of with Wentz and Mayfield, Allen, or even Russ and Dak, Jared Goff checks that box a little bit. He's had that elite type, or or at least very strong quarterback one type season, but we're a year removed from that. So while I agree with you that. 
I, I feel a lot better with Aaron Rodgers as my starting quarterback in 2020 and beyond or in 2020 beyond that, it feels like I would, I would, I would rather sell a year early on Rodgers and move down to a guy like Wentz, even Mayfield or Allen and buy all those years. I guess I feel like we're again we're selling him is his longevity a little short. You know, he's he's sure he's thirty six, but he seems like a guy like Breeze and 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 Brady that's gonna play till he's thirty nine, forty years old. So I guess from if we're talking about like this three year window, I think Rogers is still firmly in that as a as a high end quarterback asset. So uh, like I said, I for the purpose of this X fight, I'm happy to move him down there. Um, I, I guess I, I take more is, issue with with Mayfield being one of one of the ones in this group over like again I guess somebody like Goff because I don't believe that we've seen the same consistency from him from the other players uh, in this tier and he's going to be on his his third coaching staff another new offense to learn so I just have a lot less faith in, in him than than these other guys and that's a really good point it's certainly valid he's the guy that I really struggled with and, and Mayfield and Allen who I put at the bottom of this tier. It was a struggle for me deciding whether Roger belonged up in this tier along with them, or if there was a tier break, or or maybe those guys slid down to where I had Rogers. So because they were so close, and and really because of the point that you made that thirty six today isn't the same as being thirty six in nineteen ninety nine or nineteen eighty nine or even before that, uh, it seems like you know five years of quality Aaron Rodgers is at least doable. So maybe the right move would be, especially since Ryan already had Rodgers in that same tier, maybe the move is to bump Rodgers up and then talk about these other guys like Goff. Maybe Rodgers just gets his own tier as well. We've we've (laughs) already done that. I I don't know. I I don't want to keep harping on Rodgers. We've talked about him a lot throughout the season, and and I think everybody kind of knows where we stand. I'm just worried. I just don't see – honestly, I don't see any pros going forward. The weapons are not there right now. Maybe they try again and draft three more wide receivers. I don't know. But they haven't been able to find a good running mate for uh, Devontae Adams. We we question Rodgers' relationship with Mike McCarthy, and he's gone, and now it doesn't really seem any better. There's already kind of those rifts that maybe he's not getting along with this coaching staff as well. So I don't know. And, you know, you throw the age in there and and some of the – uh, some of the other deeper stats and numbers that have, have been thrown out. And I just worry what, what is there to be excited about? I, I guess maybe I'm putting too much stock again, still in past performances and all that, but I just think another year in that offense, I do think they're going to fix the the receiver issue this year. Uh, Sternberger is going to be, you know, another year in the system. So that's another weapon there. Uh, and then I do think they will probably draft a wide receiver in the first round. So uh, I, I guess I'm more willing to put my faith in, in, in him in a system in the second year with his experience and, and the, the, the numbers that we've seen him put up, put up in the past, you know, compared to a guy like Baker Mayfield. So uh, I guess that's where I'm at with him. I, I think he belongs in this tier, but it, but I can also see your argument for putting him in a tier of his own because he really doesn't fit. To me, he doesn't fit with the next tier either. If he doesn't fit with this tier, then I don't think he fits with the next tier. So uh, I think I, the I, I think the main factor that pushed him down for me is I I really was not comfortable putting Cam Newton in in the tier we're talking about right now. And it felt to me that Cam and Rogers are way closer to each other than Rogers would be to those guys we just talked about considering their youth. Yeah, I think the Matt has me going on this. I think the Mayfield Rogers 
uh, question or, or debate is is really an interesting one. And if you're in a startup draft and it's the you know the eighth or ninth round, wherever their ADP is going to end up in in a one quarterback league, picking between those two could be kind of determining what direction you're going in year one. Like Matt said, are you are you going to try to win with the player you think you can trust for at least another year or two, or do you take the shot on the upside? So that's that's a, a really big decision, even though it's in the mid rounds of a draft. Yeah, well, you know, Rogers and, and you said a year or two. I I think I think most owners of Aaron Rodgers are probably going to say, I, th- I think I have three, maybe I think four, three. maybe even more years than that. I think but, three feels pretty safe. Yeah. The, the, the upside of Mayfield, even after that, that horrible year with, with what most of us consider to be a horrible coaching staff and, and just utter disappointment throughout Cleveland, that upside, he's still dripping with that upside that we all seen in his first season. So while you're, while I like your point, Ryan, that 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 kind of shapes your year one or or maybe the first few years of your franchise. It's it's an interesting one, but but I th- I think we all see the upside of Mayfield that he could he could revert back to what we saw earlier in his career, and we could once again have that guy with top half of the quarterback one kind of upside, top six upside. But but did he take off with that same staff that second half of his rookie year with the kitchen staff? I, I just but then he couldn't do it in a year or two. Maybe it's the play calling, maybe what, whatever it is you want to say. Like it, he had some consistency there from the second half of his rookie season through this season. Maybe it's just a sophomore slump or whatever, but another new, another new system for him to learn. And I just, I just see so much more uncertainty there than I do with, with Rogers, even if the upside is higher with Mayfield uh, long-term. So, all right. So let's move I think on. We, like <laughs> Ryan said, five minutes ago, we spent enough time on Aaron Rodgers in recent weeks and especially in the last, uh, in this segment talking about tier four among these quarterbacks, we're just going to land with Dak, Russ, Wentz, Mayfield, Josh Allen, and Aaron Rodgers as our tier four. So that really, that really finishes off the top 10. Aaron Rodgers is still a top 10 quarterback in our rankings. Uh, while tiers one and two and even three were really short, Jackson and Mahomes at one, Watson in tier two, and Kyler Murray by himself in tier three, we were able to add six quarterbacks to tier four, Dak, Russ, Wentz, Mayfield, Josh Allen, and Aaron Rodgers. Before we move on, We have to talk about our friends over at DynastyOwner.com. Matt, do you think you're smarter than an NFL GM? Sometimes. (laughs) Do you think you're the best at fantasy football? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, now it's your chance to prove it, Matt, and everybody else as well. If you're listening to this program, you're probably already a Dynasty owner, but maybe you haven't heard of DynastyOwner.com. Dynasty Owner is not your typical fantasy sports game. It's for smart, elite fantasy football players. Dynasty Owner is the only patented fantasy sports game using actual NFL salaries and contracts. They don't use make-believe or demand-based contracts or salaries. Instead, they use the actual NFL player contracts and salaries. You manage your team from all levels, owner to general manager to coach. They're much like dynastyleaguefootball.com. There is no off season in dynasty owner. The rookie draft matters. Free agency matters. Every contract matters. 
Dynasty owner just finished their beta season in 2019, and they're now working on a mobile app for iOS and Android, and it's going to be ready for rookie drafts in May. Win weekly prizes, seasonal prizes, and compete in the chase for the ring. Join the big leagues of fantasy football and sign up for the wait list at www.dynastyowner.com. That's www.dynastyowner.com. So we set tiers one, two, three, and four, fellas. It's time to move on to tier five. Some of these names have already been mentioned, Matt. You mentioned Goff. You mentioned Newton. They were touched on. You also, I think you mentioned Jameis Winston as well. Let's talk about this next group. Feels like it's going to be another relatively hefty group. A lot of guys that should fit in the same types of tiers. Your thoughts on tier five among the quarterbacks? Yeah, I think we definitely have to include those guys that we chatted about, including in the previous tier. And I would also add Stafford, Matt Ryan, and Jimmy Garoppolo to that. I I will say I had those three in a tier by themselves in in my own personal tiers before we started doing the consensus things. Those three feel pretty similar to me. I think Stafford, you know, before he was injured, he was a quarterback one. Uh, He's been a quarterback one for the vast majority of his career. We had a couple of down seasons uh, in 2018. And I think 2017, don't don't quote me on that, but he had a couple of down seasons in there. But for the most part of his career, he's been a top 10 fantasy quarterback from a production standpoint. Matt Ryan, the same thing. I think Jimmy Garoppolo, the jury's still out on him a little bit, but I'm, I'm willing to go there just based on the coaching staff, based on the upside of that offense. And, uh, you know, him as well. You know, he's a talented player, but I don't think he's, you know, ex- ascended to uh, the, the, the tiers above him yet. So those three players feel sim- pretty similar to me. So I'm, I'm happy to throw those three in with, uh, with Goff, Newton, and Winston. Ryan, Goff, Newton, and Winston, we, we, it seems like we all really agree that these three guys belong somewhere in this tier. I certainly had them all kind of grouped together as well. Stafford, Ryan, and Garoppolo are maybe something worth talking about. Does the group expand beyond those six? I think it does. Um I think Stafford and Ryan certainly not only belong, but are are close to the Goff, Newton, Jameis Winston trio. So I think those two are easy ads. Uh, And and then looking at some of the younger quarterbacks in the league, uh, still still some questions, obviously, but Daniel Jones, Sam Darnold. um, I I think we've seen enough flashes to have those guys uh, in this conversation as well. Yeah, the the thing that I'm struggling with as we're talking about this, and and I had Goff, Newton, Winston, Stafford, Ryan, Garoppolo, along with some of those young guys all kind of grouped in together, is it feels like we have an established or at least semi-established tier when you mention Jared Goff, Cam Newton, Jameis Winston, Matthew Stafford, Matt Ryan, and Jimmy Garoppolo. And and maybe Garoppolo is on the back end of that. Uh, There's some there's veterans mixed with a little bit of youth with Goff and then Garoppolo and Winston still relatively young, but, but they all have at least some of that quarterback one pedigree and and some of that, some of that production from the past, or at least the recent past that makes you feel semi comfortable with them as a fringe quarterback, one, a guy that you can stream relatively regularly. And, and one of those guys that you feel really good about having as your quarterback two in a super flex or two quarterback league. Once you extend beyond that though, fellas, when, when you get into that Daniel Jones tier and, and Darnold tier and, and Drew Locke, if you want to mention him. And uh, I think you mentioned a couple others as well there, Ryan, 
that doesn't necessarily exist quite as much. You, do, you don't have that cozy feeling about them being your quarterback too. While you, while you might have to slide them into that tier or, or slide them into that spot in your lineup, you, you just don't feel as good as when, when you have a guy like Stafford or Ryan or the others that we already placed into your five. I was going to say that I think Garoppolo feels like the line for me in a one quarterback league as the last guy I want as my every week starter. Like those, those top 16, I think the number is in those, in those, uh, the five tier right now, before we've added Jones, Darnold cousins and Locke. if we're going to do that, I think that that's where the line is for me for that one quarterback position in one of those leagues. Cause once you get to Jones, I, I, I mean, I don't get me wrong. We've all we were all wrong on him. We all made fun of him when he was drafted, and he certainly showed flashes. Uh, but I cannot say that I would be comfortable with him as my starter in a one quarterback league. Definitely not comfortable with Darnold ups and downs. Adam Gase, we've talked that to death. Kirk Cousins, uh, you know, up and ups and downs too. You know, I, I guess I guess if I was going to add one of these next guys that Ryan mentioned, Cousins might be that guy just because we have seen him produce on a relatively consistent basis. But he definitely has his his down moments too. But I would say less right now than, than maybe from Jones and Cousins. Jo- sorry, Jones, Darnold, and Locke. To be fair, I think there is an oversight here. There are guys that we feel really good about having our quarterback as our quarterback one, but because of their ages, we we disqualify them maybe from this conversation. That's Ben Roethlisberger and Tom Brady, even maybe Drew Brees wow. for sure. Brees <laughs> is a guy that we're all putting as a quarterback one if he says. I'm going to be back in, in 2020. So while that, while there, there aren't maybe the guys that you feel really good as, as more than a one-year option, there are a couple other options and cousins is a guy that belongs in that conversation as well. They, they're, they're just too old to talk about as a top 15 or 16 option. Right. I just think that the, the, the drop from, Goff Winston, these guys to Kirk Cousins even is so huge, like in terms of, you know, I I guess I already talked about it, but as a starter, like the drop from those, there's no way I'm, I mean, you're going to have to, uh, have to give me a lot to get me from Goff all the way down to Darnold or Jones like that in a trade scenario, like there's no way that that's even close for me. Right. And and that feels fair. If I was going to make an argument about this tier and what we've established to this point, Goff, Newton, Winston, Stafford, Matt Ryan, and Jimmy Garoppolo, it'd be that Garoppolo feels a little bit closer to the Daniel Jones-Darnold conversation than maybe he does the Ryan Stafford bottom end of tier five. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. I would agree with that as well. And, you know, I mean, maybe maybe I'm crazy, but I'm kind of liking Daniel Jones. He was he was certainly a boom bust option. I mean, we know it took him a while to even uh, get that full time job last year. But this is a, a stat I found uh, last month after the regular season ended. There were only four quarterbacks in the league who ha- I'm sorry, only two quarterbacks in the league who had four games this year as either the overall QB one or QB two. Lamar Jackson, of course, was one of them, and and you could guess by now that Daniel Jones was the other. So he gave us some some really high upside games, and that's that's just another team that you expect them to make improvements uh, at their wide receiver core. And I, I could see him making a leap over really all of these guys that we've been talking about in this tier. Yeah, I was going to mention the same thing, Ryan. I'm I'm a Daniel Jones guy as well, like what I saw in his rookie season. And while I don't believe he's he's a guy that belongs in this tier today, I wouldn't be surprised if he he jumped up a tier or maybe even two by the time the end of next season comes considering the weapons that are in place in New York. 
and what we expect to be a really a better offense going forward now with the with the changes that they've made in that offseason. So if I have you guys gauged correctly, it feels like we agreed that Goff, Newton, Winston, Stafford, and Matt Ryan make up tier five. Any arguments with that? No. Okay, so with that, it it appears that tier six should start with Jimmy Garoppolo. I would be on board with a lot of what Ryan said about Daniel Jones. It feels like Sam Darnold, while he hasn't had those massive upside games like Jones have, and, and he has been in the league a little bit longer, uh, he belongs in the same type of tier. Beyond that, I had Ryan Tannehill in this group as well. Any thoughts on Tannehill and how he compares to a group that consists of Garoppolo, Daniel Jones, and Darnold to this point? I'm certainly taking Jones over him. That's that's no surprise based on my earlier comments. And um, I, I think Darnold's age just has has to give him the edge, although uh, we've, we've told our listeners to avoid all the Jets uh, until Adam Gaze is gone. There's there's just so many questions with Tannehill. We assume he's going to stay in Tennessee, and and I, I guess that's a good thing. I mean, he obviously had success there, uh, but they're also a team that that wants to be a run heavy offense. So th- there's there's a lot of questions on him. We we don't see those uh, late career breakouts from quarterbacks often, and uh, this situation just makes it tough to compare him to others. I mean, I'm taking it. I'm fine taking him over. Uh, guys like Cousins, I'm even fine taking him over Garoppolo, honestly. But the the really young guys, Jones and Darnold, I would still uh, I would still prefer them. Yeah, I agree with all that. I think it. I mean, it, it, it maybe it's a foregone conclusion at this point that Tennessee's going to pay him a bunch of money. He's going to be back. But I think that's the system that it feel, he feels comfortable in. You know, if he goes to another team like maybe like a Nick Foles situation where somebody pays up a, a ton of money for him then, you know, I think I'm probably less, 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 less comfortable with him, but I definitely agree. He's, he's in that same range as these guys. One, one thing I'm rehashing a little bit, but I am a little bit surprised to hear you guys say you're excited about Jones's weapons. I mean, Golden Tate, uh, Sterling Shepard. Okay. I like, I like Evan Ingram a lot, but the other guys, I, Darius Slayton is, you know, he showed some stuff. He's a little bit exciting, but I don't feel like this is a very exciting uh, a wide receiver core for them and hopefully they add some more weapons this year but uh you know back to the point i think i he think he definitely does belong in this tier with these guys and, and Tannehill, i think is is probably in the same place along with Kirk cousins uh mitchell trubisky i uh, less comfortable with but you know he still feels like the upside is there and we're talking about a lot of upside guys in this tier with Jones and Darnold. Uh, um, and then another guy that I think nobody agrees with me with is probably Jacoby Brissett. I still think he's going to be the starter in Indianapolis again next year. You know, he certainly tailed off at the end of last season, but uh, it, you know, the first half of the season, he was a very efficient quarterback and I, I think he's still going to be a starter in this league. So he's, he's somebody I would consider here as well. Okay, so it feels like we have Garoppolo, Daniel Jones, Darnold, Tannehill, and then probably Cousins in this tier. That that group of elder statesmen, the the guys in their in their I guess forties now. That group, uh, maybe high thirties for Ben, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, Drew Brees, Tom Brady. That mixes in with that next group, the young guys, Luck and Haskins, Bridgewater, Trubisky, like you mentioned, Matt, uh, Gardner Minchu, we haven't mentioned yet, Brissett, you said, uh, Andy Dalton and, and Derek Carr are options as well. So 
does it feel like there's a line drawn after the Garoppolo, Jones, Darnold, Tannehill, and Cousins tier? Or should we start talking I, about Breeze, Ben, Brady, and, and some of those younger options? I think if I was going to put one of them in this tier with, with those four guys you mentioned, Anna, it would be Roethlisberger. I think he's probably the only one that belongs there, mostly just because we know he's going to be back. I mean, we're pretty sure Breeze is going to be back, though he's made some comments that maybe lends itself otherwise. And and who knows what's happening with Brady? New England is offering $30 million a year now but he says he doesn't need 30 million dollars a year oakland says they're going to go after him so it seems like he's going to play but uh maybe he's not in the same production profile as these guys whereas ben roethlisberger i think still is in there and maybe you know from a just from a purely production standpoint is probably at the top of this list yeah i'm looking at my rankings and it feels like brady doesn't necessarily belong where i put him he's he's probably at least a handful of spots too high as, as i had him tiered with breeze ben and cousins that that doesn't seem right now that we're talking about this and I'm looking at things. It feels to me, Matt, and you made some good points with Ben that if Breeze plays, he's a guy I really want on my team still, even if it is that one year window, especially if I'm the competitor that you say you always are. Uh, so it feels to me that if I'm going to add Ben, I should probably add Breeze as well. I'm okay doing that. I'll, I'll jump in here. When you look at some of the other players that are behind Breeze and Ben and in most of our rankings, we're getting to uh, Dwayne Haskins and Gardner Minshew. So, I mean, we're, we're digging deep and I just, I just can't disrespect Drew Breeze like that and, and put him with those guys. So moving Ben and Breeze up into this tier with Garoppolo, Tannehill and, and, and the others makes sense. And honestly, I think it's, it's a fair conversation. Do you want two years of Breeze or the rest of Sam Darnold's career? Like that's a conversation to have. Absolutely. It is. So, Absolutely. So, so if it is, if that's a reasonable conversation and, and we agree it is, then he belongs in that tier. What about, what about Trubisky? Is he, is he need to be considered for this tier? Cause I still, as much as I'm not a fan of his or his game and, and what, how they're trying to force him to do things that he's not comfortable with. I still think he's probably, you know, just ahead of our next group of guys with Derek Carr, Andy Dalton, Gardner Minshew, and these guys, I think he's probably still ahead of those guys. And I don't, I certainly don't want to create a single tier of just Trubisky. No, I think he belongs with those guys. <laughs> yeah, he, he does to me. Right, okay. As well. right. The, the only, thing that gives me a little bit of pause with that is the news that came out over the last week or so that that he played through an injury and he had the surgery following up the season I, I wish there was maybe a little bit more information on that how how much was it bothering him when exactly did it did it happen and and how severe was it immediately did it progressively get worse I think a year ago there were a lot of us including myself saying Wow, Chicago took a step forward. This coaching staff, maybe they have things figured out. I like to give Nagy the benefit of the doubt. And it just didn't appear that that, that was the case in his second year calling plays with the Bears. So, you know, I don't know, maybe we should revert a little bit back to how we felt about Trubisky a year ago after learning about the injury. But, you know, he played so poorly that it's hard to give him the benefit of that doubt. So, so he definitely belongs in the tier below, maybe, maybe towards the top of the tier. Uh, we're talking about tiers though. So we landed in tier six with Garoppolo, Daniel Jones, Sam Darnold, Tannehill, Kirk Cousins, Ben Roethlisberger, 
and Drew Brees. So that that leaves us in a really interesting spot. We're we're beyond that top twenty now. We're we're actually quite a bit beyond. We're 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 into the low end of the twenties for sure, or I guess the high end if you say about twenty eight, twenty nine. We're talking about these young guys, and and it seems like a pretty obvious tier, fellas. We got Haskins and Locke and Bridgewater, Trubisky, Minshew. Brissett, they all have some youth. They all have a little bit of upside at the very least. There's things to like about all these guys, Haskins and Locke with the coming off the rookie seasons, Bridgewater with his upside to potentially even take over that big offense in New Orleans. Trubisky had the had the solid 2018 followed up by the negative uh, negativity surrounding his 2019 season. Minshew and Minshew mania. All these things kind of compact together, feel like they're all – relatively equally valued. Any thoughts on that group? The standout there to me, and, and again, this is a guy we've talked about. I know you guys are are not in agreement with me, and, and that's okay. But the standout to me there is Drew Locke. I, I view him closer to that tier, including the young guys like Darnold and Jones, than I do with the older players that are uh, essentially cast-offs at this point. And, and then looking at the the other rookies you mentioned, Haskins and Minshew, to me, I'd easily prefer Locke over over those two players. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. I'm not I'm not sure that I would. I mean, we haven't talked about Philip Rivers at all yet. I know he doesn't have a home necessarily yet. We don't know exactly where he's going to be playing, but I feel he's close to the top of this tier, if not the the bottom of the of the tier with Breeze up there. Um, so I would consider him there. Uh, Locke, I think, I think Locke is probably the top of this tier for me though, for sure. Uh, Bridgewater, we don't know. Trubisky, we just talked about Haskins feels uncertain to me. Rivera has been, has come out in a, a public statement saying that he doesn't know if he's going to be the starter next year. It might be Keenum who knows. Um, so he, I don't think he's the top of this tier. He certainly belongs in this tier, but I, as, as, as unconfident I am about Locke's future success, I do think he's probably the top of this tier. I did not include Philip Rivers in my rankings. And and that wasn't wow. an oversight. I just I just, I don't want him on any of my teams. He doesn't belong in this tier and and really frankly wow. doesn't belong in the NFL anymore. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I I wouldn't be shocked if nobody wants him on their team. I, I would not be surprised. He was really bad. Made so many horrible mistakes. But but that's probably a conversation for another episode, although we are talking about quarterback tiers. So I won't be involving Rivers. You guys could decide that one. I'd much rather have Haskins, Locke, Bridgewater, Trubisky, Minshew. Give me Jarrett Stidham. I'll take Marcus Mariota. Nick Foles is twice the quarterback that Rivers is at this point in his career. Give me all those guys for sure. There are backups. David Blau, remember him? Yeah, I'd rather have him. He'll score more fantasy points than me in the rest of his career than Rivers. It's a good thing uh, we aren't doing this podcast in the same room. We'd be having some fisticuffs right now. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, that'd wow. be so much fun, Matt. <laughs> I, I'm over the whole Philip Rivers thing. But but let's move on from that. We we have Haskins, Locke, Bridgewater, Trubisky, Minshew. Now, that seems like a consensus. And, and Brian... I'm slowly coming around on Drew Locke a little bit. It doesn't feel feel like he's far away from that tier that we just talked about in tier six that ended with Cousins, Ben Roethlisberger, and Breeze. So while I agree that he's close, I, I feel good about having him towards the top of tier seven. With that said, that may, that makes me a little bit hesitant to add some of these other names, the the Brissett and Fitzpatrick and Foles and Mariota and Carr and, and Andy Dalton. Josh Rosen, Tyrod Taylor, you know, the list kind of goes on and on. 
do we feel compelled, guys? Do we have to add any of these other I, names? I think Carr, Brissett, and Dalton definitely belong here, and I think there's a case to be made for Brady. But I, I think those those three names, we know they're going to be starters somewhere. I, I, you know, Bridgewater, we don't know if he's starting next year. He may not start. And why, so if he's not going to even be a starter, why is he in this tier at all? Uh, Minshew, the same thing. We don't know if he's the starter. There's going to be an open competition, presumably with him Foles again. They've come out and saying that. So if we're going to have these guys down here, uh, but not include players that we know are starters, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't feel good about that. That's kind of why I would suggest moving Locke up to that tier, the previous tier, Jones, Darnold, Tannehill, Cousins, those guys, because I I do feel that he, I mean, not only does he obviously have age on his side, uh, has uh, at least one nice weapon with Cortland Sutton and the, the mocks have them taking another receiver early. We'll see what happens there. To me, he's, he's the safest and he has the highest upside. And, and Matt, you mentioned that, we know those guys are going to be starters throwing out Carr and, and Brissett and Dalton guys like that. I don't know that we can say that we've, we've talked about this. Um, I think it was uh, after we finished an episode a couple weeks ago, there's a, what a dozen or, or maybe even 15 names that are going to be available between the top rookies and uh, free agents and a couple of guys we expect to get cut. And there's not that many spots. So That's maybe fair. it's Philip Rivers, maybe it is Dalton or Bridgewater. Uh, but some of these, you know, quote unquote, big names that were starters all of last year are not going to be starting in 2020. That's fair. I just, I just, unless, unless the the Raiders go and get Tom Brady, then I think Derek Carr is starting for them next season. I don't think they're going to have a rookie that's going to be starting for them next season. And, and Locke, I do feel is a hundred percent safe for, for 2020, but I don't know if I feel that he's safe for beyond that. Uh, he, you know, he, he doesn't have first round draft capital, right? I mean, I don't. I, it just seems like if he has a has a bad twenty twenty, they may look to move on from him. That was a great point, Matt. He is a lock for no pun intended. He's a lock for twenty twenty. But after but, that, I don't feel great. I I don't either. But man, if if Breeze is a starter, he's a lock for if he comes back, he's a lock for twenty twenty and not beyond. And I I could easily see the Breeze for lock trade. That, that's an easy swap. If that came in your inbox that happened in your league, you'd think to yourself, wow, that guy's going for it now, and that guy's building for the future, going to see what he's got with Locke. So I, I'm on Ryan's side. I'm, I bumped Locke up. I, I just went ahead and did it because the two, two of us think so. Ryan, you convinced me. Locke moves up, but we still have that question. Who belongs with Haskins and Bridgewater, Trubisky, and Minshew? Feels like we all agree. Dalton, Carr, Brissett. Anybody beyond that? I, I think at this point, we've said most of the names. I think you can throw everybody else in in the same tier. It so feels like there's a tier break. I think Fitzpatrick probably has to go here because if we're going to yep. say these other guys are you know safe for one year, I think Fitzpatrick is absolutely safe for one year. And he's a trade target that Ryan's talked about. And I'm, I'm definitely on board with that, uh, going after a guy like that for for cheap to fill in quarterback for, for 2020. So I think he definitely belongs there. Uh, if you're going to have Minshew, I feel like you have to have Foles because we don't know which one of those guys is starting. It could be either one. Uh, obviously, we think Minshew is, Minshew is more talented, but maybe Foles was just never healthy last season. I don't necessarily believe in Jacksonville as an organization at all, but I don't know. I just feel like if we have Minshew there, we have to have Foles. And then I, I agree. The, the rest of these guys, Case Keenum, Tyrod Taylor, mm, I mean, 
I feel like he could be in a situation where starter Rivers isn't back and 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 uh, L.A. doesn't want to bring in a, a high-profile rookie that's going to start in year one. And I think Tyrod is absolutely going to be a starter in 2020 for them. Uh, but after that, I think the rest of these guys are all just kind of throwaways. Uh, not 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 as you know talents or anything, but from a dynasty standpoint, they're not guys that we're going to be starting ever really on a week-to-week basis without an injury. Okay, where does I, I completely agree with that. We have we have Haskins, Bridgewater, Trubisky, Minshew, Dalton Carr, Brissett, Fitzpatrick. If you want to throw in Foles with that, because we have Minshew, I, I guess I can get on board with that. It seems like that's a tear break because we have some usefulness. Uh, and then after that, there's so many question marks that the guys like Tyrod and Rosen and, and Mariota and Stidham and Keenum and Flacco and and I would put Philip Rivers in this group if we were going to have to put him somewhere. And it kind of go, just goes on and on to Mason Rudolph and all those backups. That belongs in its own tier. Does anybody have a problem with that? I, I think Rivers probably belongs in this Haskins to Fitzpatrick tier. But if you really don't think so, then <laughs> I, nope, I guess he, not. No, I just put him in. I said okay. I wasn't going to rank right. him. You can right. put him in, in there. Right. So Rivers is in that tier seven. So we we've... Really, tier we've created eight tiers, and although we started slow with with just a, f- a few players <laughs> making up three tiers, uh, let's recap really quickly. Tier one, Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes. Tier two, one player all by himself, Deshaun Watson. Tier three, more of the same with just Kyler Murray making up that entire tier. And then in tier four, we, we expanded just a little bit. Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, Carson Wentz, Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, and Aaron Rodgers. That's tier four. Now on to tier five. Five players in that tier. Jared Goff, Cam Newton, Jameis Winston, Matt Stafford, and Matt Ryan. In tier six, we got a little bit younger with Jimmy Garoppolo, Daniel Jones, Sam Darnold, Ryan Tannehill, Kirk Cousins, Ben Roethlisberger, Drew Brees, and Drew Locke. Then we went on to tier seven to really finish up the guys that we consider starters in the league. We had Dwayne Haskins, Teddy Bridgewater, Mitchell Trubisky, Gardner Minshew, Andy Dalton, Derek Carr, Jacoby Brissett, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and Phillip Rivers. After that, it felt like we went to those backups and those guys that have those question marks that we talked about. Foles, Mariota, Rosen, Tyrod Taylor, Stidham, Keenum, Flacco, Mason Rudolph, Kyle Allen, Bortles, Mullins. The list kind of goes on and on. So that's going to do it for our quarterback tiers. We're going to continue this theme next year, or excuse me, next week as we talk about running backs. Before we get out of here, I do need to fix a mess up on my part from earlier. Matt Price on on Twitter. He's at Mass, Matt Price FF. I think I said at M Price FF FF. If you signed up for one of those safe leagues, one of those orphans that Matt's been talking about for the last month using the code Dynasty at Safe Leagues Fantasy.com slash orphans, make sure to tweet Ryan, Matt, or myself. Let us know how to get a hold of you in case you win one of those spots in our DLF Listener League. We're going to be giving those away shortly. Don't forget about our friends at www.dynastyowner.com. For Matt Price, for Ryan McDowell, and myself, Dan Myler, this has been the DLF Dynasty Podcast. We'll catch you again next week. <laughs>